0: can you believe that this is the last time that you and I are going to talk for a decade that's pretty crazy i don't know about you but every year i feel like i get to just before the start of a new year and i just realize that so much has happened and before i really worked hard to look back on my life you know and document all that was happening in my life Sometimes when I would get to the end of a year, I would just wonder, did I accomplish anything? Did I learn anything? Did anything good happen? And if you have been around here for a little while, you know that I am a huge fan of the Power Sheets by Cultivate What Matters. And if you want to hear tons more about how I use them, you can head back to episode, I think, it's 19... Um, sorry, 18. There we go. That sounded better. Yes, episode 18. And I can tell you all about them. But as I was digging into my power sheets and really working through the prep work for 2020, I love the page where you just get to talk about the lessons that you've learned. So I spent about a week or two before going through the prep work, just praying um, over my prep work and that God would really reveal to me not only what this new year should be holding, but what I could learn from this past year about what went right and what didn't go right. So as I'm reflecting back, I decided, you know what, let's do that all together. So we are going to talk about the lessons that I had personally learned in 2019 and who knows, maybe, just maybe, you'll learn something too. Hey friends, I'm Cassie. And I'm a married Spoonie who lives the chronic illness life. Here each week, I'll challenge you to live intentionally and authentically, where every spoon you use has a purpose and every step you take matters. Welcome to Chronically Cultivating. Over the past six months, I'd like to think that you and I have gotten to know each other pretty well. If you're new, my name's Cassie, and around here, we get really real, and I think that's one of the most um, desirable qualities that I look for in a person is who is going to be real, not just about the good things, but also the hard things, and when I was thinking about the lessons that I've learned in 2019, and I've um, I've been doing this um, since the middle of 2017 and reflecting on this, uh, since I started power Sheets in 2018 and it has been really, really life changing. But I also know that my life is really unpredictable and my body sometimes does whatever it wants. But even with that, there are so many things that I've learned each and every year Um, whether it's through God's word, through other people, through my own mistakes, an area I choose to grow in, my body just progressively doing whatever it is going to do. So in all of those things, um, when I was thinking about having this conversation with you, I got a little worried because sometimes, even when we write things down on paper, They don't feel real until you say them out loud. But I was talking with my mentor recently, and we were just discussing the lessons that she had learned this year, the lessons that I had learned, uh, ways that she thinks I could improve and grow in this upcoming year. And something that I found through talking to other friends of mine and whether they used power sheets or not, it was a very interesting discussion to be like, "What what did you learn this past year? What did God teach you? What did He reveal to you? What mistakes did you make that you hope you're never going to make again?" Um, it trust me, it's quite a conversation starter. I would definitely use it. It is really interesting to hear about what people learned in their year, um, and we learn from other people, not just from our own reading in God's word. We learn from other people too. So I really want to learn from you. And I hope that these will challenge you to think about your year and whatnot. I like to keep a notes page on my phone. That was something I did brand new this year for 2019. Normally I would just go excuse me into my Power Sheets and, you know, just kind of brainstorm what I learned about the whole year. But As I've come to get to know myself and my body better, I know that I don't have the greatest memory. And honestly, though, when you think about it, if you're trying to remember what you learned last January, unless you posted it somewhere or made a note or had something really significant happen that just makes it stand out, we don't always remember all the little things that we learn. And so that was a challenge of mine this year was to write things down as I learned them. And I wish I could say I have every single thing that I learned this year written down, but that would not be possible because I've learned a lot of things. And also, I don't always write everything down like I intend to. But I've really looked at kind of what the overarching things I learned this year were because... The thing is that when we talk about this, it enables it to be on our mind. I like to actually work hard to look through my past lessons learned, because if we don't remember what we've learned, then we may have to relearn it again. And I joke with God a lot. One of my uh, most common jokes is, okay, God, I've learned enough now, and I say that because there are times when I'm like, Lord, I have suffered enough. I get the point. You don't need to keep teaching this to me. Or patience. Let's be real. God has to continue, can just continually help me to learn how to be patient. You would think that I would have learned by now. And I'm sure he's up there going, yeah, I thought you would have learned by now too. But we do need reminders. We do need to look at these things. So, What's really interesting is I was comparing my notes from this year to what I wrote down last year, and there were things that stayed somewhat similar, but things that, like, grew on top of them as, like, a second point, and I thought that was so cool. So I'll start with one that you and I have already talked about before, and I think, if I remember correctly, you and I talked about how you don't need a full schedule to live a full life. And that was when we were just getting to know each other in episode three, but that came from me looking back on 2018 and what I learned that year. So that was a big revelation that I came to in myself. Um, But then I started asking myself in 2019, well, what does a full life look like? If it's not a full schedule, what, what does a full life look like? And what I was really learning from that this year was just that living a full life doesn't mean that things have to be perfect because just because you don't have a full schedule doesn't mean that you struggle with a chronic illness. Um, There are lots of reasons that we all slow down and we simplify. But when push comes to shove, what is a full life? And what I've come to really learn this year is just that family and friends are so important and I think through all of my years training I I'm the first to admit I did not put people first Uh, I did not put relationships ahead of career advancements that was not a strong suit of mine and it was not a very becoming quality in me and when I couldn't have that full schedule and I wasn't able to pursue the careers that I thought I would and whatnot it really shook me to kind of decide, well, what is a full life? And that was something that has been taught to me through many different people all year, but mostly God imprinting it on my heart that we need to love the people around us well. And so I started really working towards that and then got sidetracked because I was like, well, because of dislocations, because of syncope, because of this, that, the other thing, that because my body was broken, that maybe I couldn't love people now. Like, just, well, not necessarily love them now, but I couldn't love them as well as I hoped to. And... So the biggest thing that came out of this year that I found was just that I can live a full life. And a full life is ultimately life with Jesus because he is the only one that can make us full. As amazing as our family and friends are who show us Jesus in their love all the time, which is incredible. And they are such good people who are here physically on this earth for us to talk to and love and cherish you know, God is right there and he is what's going to make us full. So that was a big lesson that I learned was just that I can live a full life right now, right here, right where I'm at, even with a broken body. So that was one of the big overarching things that I had learned this year. And also this year, as you know, I started a podcast with Speaking to the Heart Network, and I was so graciously contacted and asked to join their team which has been an amazing experience, and I'm so grateful for everyone that's a part of the Speaking to the Heart Network um, and seeing something in me that I didn't see in myself. But one of the things that comes with sharing your life so openly is that you are open to other people's opinions, whether they're good or bad, and that can get overwhelming at times. And there were a couple things that I really learned from walking through this, and as I'm continuing to walk through this, is that first and foremost, I'm not the opinion of people who don't know me. That has been a huge lesson that I have learned, and I'm still working to learn, because when we learn lessons, we don't always just learn them perfectly and just move on. The goal is that we keep learning, so as I'm talking about these different things, know that I'm not like, oh good, I checked that off the list. Now I don't have to do that again. I still like to keep it fresh in my mind because I don't want to, I don't need God. No, not that I don't need. I don't want God to have to teach me these lessons again. And I'm sure he still will because I am going to forget and I'm going to slip up. But I would like to try to really honor him by remembering the things that he's taught me. So as I said, one of those things was that I'm not the opinion of people who don't know me, but even furthering that thought what I really came to understand was that what God knows about me is far more important than what other people think about me. And piggybacking off of that, it really turned into understanding that if I'm seeking approval from people, I'm not doing it right. I don't need people's approval. I ultimately don't need my parents' approval. I don't need my spouse's approval. I want all of those things. But, and and I do work hard. I'm not, just to pause here for a second, I'm not saying that I am just going off the rails, doing my own thing, and not caring about the consequences because that could not be further from the truth. But here's, here's like the hierarchy in my brain. I need Jesus's approval before anybody else's. Because He is greater than my husband and my family and my friends and anything that happens here on this earth. Now, it is important to note that our family and friends are around us to be able to help speak to us and say, I'm not really sure that that is biblically biblically correct. When we have an opinion about something or we're seeking approval or we need approval for something, Because we are meant to grow with other people and learn from our mistakes, and we're human, so we're not going to get everything right. So by saying that I only need his approval, that does not just give me the right to do whatever I want to do, but I find that when he does approve things, the people around me do too, and that's because when I live the way he wants me to live, I'm going to do it right. Not perfect, not perfect, but right. So I challenge you if you are in a place where you, whether it's family or friends or people online, whatever it is that are just, you know, kind of invading your personal space, whether you've allowed them to or not, know that what God knows about you is going to be more important than any of those people. So that's just some food for thought on that. Another huge lesson that I learned this year was that joy is not an emotion. It's a choice. And I think that was a huge revelation. I've always known that, you know, love is a choice. I'm married. I have. I am learning that lesson daily and God will continue to teach me that lesson. But the biggest thing to point out here is that just like love is a choice, because there are going to be days where we don't always love the people around us because of situations and all sorts of other things, but the ultimate reality here is that it is a choice to love. And God is love and God is also joy, which means that joy is a choice, So there are times when life is not going my way and you could ask my friends and family, they all know it because there are so many times that I'll be like, I was really frustrated about XYZ and I just in my head kept repeating over and over and over to myself till I calmed down that the joy of the Lord is my strength. And as much as we joke about that between my close friends, it's really, really true. There are times that I need to just go, This situation is trying to steal my joy, but what's great is that my joy is not in circumstantial things. So if they're not in circumstantial things, then they're in him. And I, that has just imprinted so deeply on my heart when I don't allow other people to fill me with joy or be my source of joy as a better way of putting it. But When I don't let circumstances or the people around me or how my body reacts that day to be the source of my joy, and I let him be the source of my joy, I will find it, even on the worst days. And that is something that has really, really challenged me this year. Another big thing that you and I have talked about is that every victory is worth celebrating. I really got to a point this year where it was about I think a little bit before the summer. It was right around the time um bef- or it was right around the time that we decided um that we needed to let go of off-season training. Uh, which was the company that Jared and I owned and founded, um, and we just knew that it was time to close that chapter in our lives. And I just—this was before we came out with it publicly. It was a decision he and I had made earlier that month. And I just started feeling like my days were wasted. There were no point to my days, and that—that that was a really hard place for me to be in. So I decided that. To help me see that there is something good in every day, I kept a log of just these little, little victories every single day, and I have faithfully for the past, I would say, six months. And some of them are big, some of them are small, but what's great is that I can look back on my life and say, hey, I did do something that day. That day wasn't a waste because at least I accomplished this one thing. And that has been a massive, like, game changer for me all year. So whether things are big or small, they're worth celebrating. Another really hard lesson that came out of losing off-season training was not just celebrating every victory, but there were a couple other things that came from that too. One of which was just that his plans are always going to be greater than all of my disappointments. And I say that to you now, not knowing what's ahead. I don't have something lined up where I'm just like, oh, this was so much better than running off-season training because I loved what I did probably more than anything else ever but I know that he has something better planned for me because he works everything together for our good and that has been just a resounding just (sighs) whisper in my heart. And in this process, I also learned that God welcomes my brokenness. He doesn't just want to be by my side when things are great and life is going well. He he is sad that life isn't perfect. He designed us to live in a perfect world and we don't live in that perfect world anymore. And until we get to heaven, we're not going to have that. And he hates the fact that we get hurt and disappointed and upset. He never intended us to feel that way. So the fact that he welcomes our brokenness, it allows me to stop saying why in this angry, confused way and just say, okay, God, what are you going to teach me? And it's not perfect. Yes, I still have meltdowns. Yes, I still have times where I am just sobbing and asking God what like what else does he need to take away from me to learn the lesson that he wants me to learn because I'm sick of having things taken away and as of now the greatest thing over these past nine years that I've learned through having a chronic illness is just that you know his His plans are going to be greater, and he's going to walk us through the whole thing. I used to run away from him in brokenness, but now I welcome him in it, and that has been just life-changing in my spiritual growth, and you know another thing that kind of came out of that was i was kind of working on all sorts of little things and i've really been working on my prayer life with god and i used to think that i could only pray about the big things and i had really gotten to a point this past year where he had answered such a huge prayer by allowing me to be moved to home care so that I could be out of the hospital. That was that was such a blessing I can't even begin to describe. But in that, you know, we I, I kind of just got to this place where I felt like I couldn't ask him for anything. Because he had just done something so massive that we had been praying for clarity over for such a long time. And he answered us so faithfully. And I kind of was like, well, I can't complain to him about this little thing. I can't ask him about this. But I'm so happy to tell you that God does not just flourish in all the big things. He thrives in the little things and nothing is too small for him. I've gotten to a point where I just kind of chat with God in my head throughout the day and whether it's over an email that I need to send or a text message or I've lost my favorite pen, um, not like little things that are not that big of a deal um, or what I'm going to eat for dinner and all those things. You know, I just welcome him into that because nothing is too small for him. And I think that's so incredible. I mean, he is such a detailed God. If we look at all of the details just in our plants, let alone in how the world works in our environment and our bodies and everything, he is a details-oriented God. And those details matter. Everything he does is with a purpose. So I think recognizing that for myself was really eye-opening to just how I viewed who God is and what I can talk to him about and how much he cares and loves us. Um, Another thing that really, really was hard for my heart and the just perfectionist in me, I'm very much an all-or-nothing kind of person, I just am like, well, we're either going to do it all the way or not at all. Um, but what God has really showed me is that five minutes is still better than no minutes. If I have five minutes to do some extra Bible reading, that's better than just deciding, well, because I can't do, like sit down and read for a whole half an hour or whatever, my reading plan is, well, then it's just not worth doing. That's not true. There are a lot of little gaps in the day where we can make choices about how we spend our time. And that was something that was pretty crazy for me to understand, but just knowing five minutes is better than no minutes. Little by little, things add up, and all good things grow from one small step, so that was just incredible um, to not only learn, but the fact that I am very imperfectly living that out, and I never, ever would have thought that I could be at peace with that, and honestly, it's not my own doing that I feel peace and that it's his and just that he, he wants my heart all the time. And five minutes with him is better than no minutes. So that is just a big part of my year in something I really plan to continue working on this 2020 year. And you know, there. The other thing that really came out of this year, and this came out very, I don't know, I guess recently within this um, fall season and just holiday season, is that as I looked to 2020 and I started kind of thinking about what I wanted to accomplish and really just praying that he would open my heart to what he's called me to do and um, where I'm meant to go, I've really just felt kind of lost since we closed ost and i'm pretty much taking my like taking care of my body full time now which i never imagined doing and there are just things that are progressing and we all, all of it can just get so overwhelming and i think at times i clutch and like desperately cling to the things of the past but I had really been praying that God would give me direction as to where my year should go. And I kind of just came to this revelation, but through talking to other people and other, um, like through my mentor and pastors and just even my conversations with Jared and my own reading, I came to a really jaw-dropping, for me at least, truth, which was that I can't open my hands to receive what he has for me next if I'm clinging on to what I wish I still had. And that has just been hitting my heart the more that I have been looking at that as I'm as I'm just about to finish reading the New Testament fully, you know, um like for this year and That just keeps popping out at me. that There are so many times that we just want things to stay the same. But, you know, we are to mature and grow and things are going to have to change in order for that to happen. And his will is always perfect. But if I'm so focused on keeping something that he has already taken away, well, of course I'm not going to have my hands open and I'm not going to have my mind willing to see what's next and what's ahead of me because I'm so focused on looking back. So that is something that God has started to teach me and I cannot wait to dig into further. And, you know, I think what's really neat is that um, in all of these things, I was looking at my lessons that I learned in 2018 and about how You know, it's okay to grieve a life that could not be. That was something that had, you know, been really imprinted on my heart last year. And I think part of me was just like, well, I've got it down. That's it. Never going to have to learn this lesson again. And what I came to find this year was that I was so grateful that God had laid that foundation because without it, I would not have grieved this year. In the same way. I definitely, when we lost OST this time around, I welcomed him into that brokenness. And there was so much peace among the hurt. It was it's truly something that's just indescribable. And I can't accurately put words into just what God gave Jared and I the ability to cope with in or in just handling all of the different aspects of this change but the fact that that was the foundation for me this year I just thought that I had nothing more to learn from that and that is definitely a bad place to be in the moment that we think we have stopped learning God will let us know that we are not done (laughs) um And of course, as I told you earlier, I joke about how, you know, God, like, can we be done now? I've got it. I've learned the lesson. Don't need to learn it anymore. But I think what's so awesome is that he still does have so much to teach us and we choose how we receive that information. And that doesn't mean that we don't grieve and we don't process because that is not the way to go. But it does mean that that he will meet us where we're at. And again, just that reminder that his plans are going to be so much greater than all of our disappointments. And that leads me into, there There are a bunch of other things that I've learned this year that are funny, such as... um, Uh, When my best friend Mara and I were going through our power sheets, we wrote down, as one of our lessons learned is that the Jonas Brothers will fix everything. We're huge Jonas Brothers fans. And when they got back together, our middle school girl hearts just exploded. And so when, after they had gotten back together, and she and I still joke about it now, whether we had something really seriously wrong and really upsetting that we were going through or something really trivial, we... We would acknowledge it, but then we would also send a message back and be like, Hey, but at least the Jonas Brothers are back together. Um, and that was just a... just That was just one of the ways that we supported each other. So I put that in there because I want to remember that. I think it's hilarious. Um, and it's important. Uh, another thing that God really has taught me this Advent season is just that He works while we wait, even when we can't see it. Um... Another big point was that I don't have to be friends with everybody. It was really hard to just consistently give to so many people um, on like such a personal one-on-one scale, and I decided this year to really choose to grow a few very close friendships, and that has helped me lead better. That has actually made me more open to continuing to get to know more people and grow my friend circle and um, I never would have thought that the way to do that because I just I would have thought the opposite that I would have gone the other way around and just started to get to know everybody but God really worked in my heart to give me a good support system for right now as I'm as I'm growing to meet new people and just being better at making friends um, that was not always my strong suit. Um, which you probably gathered when I was talking about family and friends and how I put career choices ahead of relationships. So that's been really cool to full circle years later, see God working in my heart um, and just looking at all that's there. Um, But I think if I were to look at all of the things that I've learned over this past year and... We go in depth to this subject, um, in episode 14, that was where we officially, that was the timing when we told everyone publicly that we were, um, closing OST and that I was coming just to terms with the fact that that was not the path for me moving forward, which was so devastating. And my prayer that really came out of that was just, Lord, I can do hard things for you, even this. And I think it's going to end up becoming like my life motto, I would like to think. And I know that this is not like a lesson learned, check it off, move on. Um, But this has changed everything about the way that I think. And it has made me realize that When I do hard things, when I follow him, when I obey him, even when it hurts me so deeply and I just feel like I'm never going to recover from the pain that I'm feeling, I know that doing those hard things is an act of worship. And he wants my best. And if my best is just taking care of my body and not working and doing what I used to do, I I am going to worship him and how I take care of my body. I'm going to worship him and how I talk to my husband. I'm going to worship him by how I speak and how I act towards other people and in the relationships that I'm building. Those are the things that I am doing as an act of worship because whether we realize it or not, we all worship something. More often than not, we worship many things and... I want to make sure that if I'm going to worship, it's just to him. And I don't want to just worship when it's convenient for me. I want to worship all the time in everything, in every way. So that has been a huge, just, that's just been probably the greatest life lesson I think up to this point in my life I've ever started diving into, and I know that Life is long and there are still lots of hard things, big and small hard things, ahead of me that I'm not going to want to do, but again, it's just that prayer of, I can do hard things for you, Lord, even this, and I have prayed that with tears streaming down my face in the most devastated state, to saying that when... I am trying not to get upset that somebody cut us off in traffic. God is using that to teach me so many things, and I cannot wait to see what I learn just from that concept in all of these lessons as they build moving forward. So as you're looking into this new year, I challenge you to think about the lessons you've learned this past year and to maybe write them down. So that you can look back on him throughout the year and say, how am I doing following through on that thing that I learned? How can I implement that into my life so that I don't forget it? And also writing down all the new things that you've learned. Because I think it is nice to have something tangible in front of us that we can see. So that we can see the progress that we've made. We can see what God is doing. We can see him working. And I just think that's so helpful. So... There, There is my heart. There is 2019. There are the things that God has just been working in my heart so diligently on. And he will answer you. He, He wants to show you and really help you see how much you've learned in him. And he wants us to be receptive to how much we still have to learn. So as you get through this upcoming final part of the holiday season and you get ready for a new year, know that I am praying for you, that you can do hard things as an act of worship. You can live a full life right now, that you are not the opinion of people that don't know you and God is the only opinion. His opinion is the only one that matters. Because when you look for the good, even in the hard things, you will find it. And when you search for those things in Him, there is just a never-ending joy. So that's my truth. Those are the things. And... I hope that you will send me a message and let me know what you've learned this year. And I am always looking for ways to be challenged to grow. And one of the best ways that we do that is by listening to what God has to show us and allowing him to... really allowing him to help us recognize how many mistakes we've made and how we can grow from them so that next time... We'll do something different. So from my family to yours, I hope that you enjoy the rest of this decade, and I'll see you next year. Where you live shouldn't limit your access to quality internet. That's not fair. U.S. Cellular introduces fast and fair high-speed internet. With reliable home internet from U.S. Cellular, now there's no limit to how you stream, game, and work. So instead of this, you get this. Upgrade to fast and fair high-speed internet from U.S. Cellular. Upgrade to fair,